Friend, please help Spirit-Filled Hearts Ministry by supporting the cost to produce Spirit-Filled Radio and Podcast for this current fiscal year. You can become a partner with Spirit-Filled Hearts by donating monthly. Your contributions make a difference in the lives of all those who listen to our radio shows and podcasts. Thank you for your support. Go to spiritfilledhearts.org and click on the donate button. That's spiritfilledhearts.org. Welcome to Healing of Addictions on Spirit-Filled Radio. On this show, we talk about breaking the chains of addictive behaviors and receiving the healing power of Jesus in restoring you to an abundant life. Get ready for some inspiring testimonies of those who have found themselves in some very dark places, but then to a point of recovery through Christ. Here is your host, Andrew O'Keefe. morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are, wherever you're listening to Spirit-Filled Radio, spiritfilledmedia.org. We welcome you. My name is Andrew O'Keefe. I'm your host today on the healing of addictions. Addictions strike everybody. Jeff Foxworthy liked to indicate that if one's too many and a thousand aren't enough, you just might be addicted. And that was me. I was addicted. Until I found the serenity prayer, I could never get into any type of recovery. So I'm going to open up our episode today, and thank you for joining us. And remember that my number is 602-819-0360, and I or my brother Jose, who's going to be our guest today, will be available if you have somebody that's struggling in addiction, please text me or call me and we'll do whatever we can here on Spirit Filled Radio to help direct your loved ones in the right direction so they can experience the miracles that Jose and I have through the miracle of God granted us in our recovery. So the serenity prayer, God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. I can't change the past. I can't change the truth. And I can't change anybody else. The courage to change the things I can. I can change me. I can change myself. I can change my opinions, my attitudes, and my behaviors. And the wisdom to know the difference. So our friend, uh, we have a couple of quotes here about the addiction process. Two uh, religious that have worked very hard in this area is one is uh, Father Richard Rohr in his book, Breathing Underwater, talks about addictions and says we're all addicted in some way to something. When we learn to identify our addictions, to embrace our brokenness and surrender to God, we learn to breathe healing into ourselves, others, and into our world. So also our friend Deacon Steve Greco, who's the president of Spiritfield Media, and this program is his brainstorm. In his book, Miracles Through Forgiveness, Deacon Greco says, the Catholic definition of, a, of miracles is God's supernatural intervention in our lives. There is a close relationship between forgiveness, healing, miracles. And by golly, Jose and I have seen our number of miracles but we've seen other folks who have not grasped onto that miracle. And in my case, it took me 
55 years to listen to the shepherd, to listen to my God, to come in and recover and help other people in that area. So my guest, as I mentioned, is Jose. He's a miracle guy. He's got an amazing story he's going to share with us. He's also going to touch on a topic that is near and dear to all of us, whether we're wrapped in our addictions or not, and that is fear, which is Satan's greatest tool. Fear is the mother of all negative emotions, and it rakes through all of us until we allow God to intercede and to take our fear and handle it for us until we hear the voice of the shepherd. So thank you, Jose, my brother. I love your story. We Jose was with us six months ago on episode number nine, and now he's episode number 26. And we've had an amazing year, and Jose has been a part of that. So please, Jose, talk to us a little bit about what it was like, what happened, what it's like today, and what you're seeing, miracles in your recovery, and what you're seeing other people who are suffering in addictions now. Thank you, Jose. Thank you, Andrew. Uh, thank you for having me on again. I am actually very, very happy that um, I have an opportunity to share my experience, strength, and hope with people. I think it's very beneficial for uh, for others because just like I, at one point in my life, was searching for hope and strength, I had to find it through someone's someone else's share in their experience. I remember one time I, a certain apologetics that I, I follow would always talk about selling his CD on how to share our faith journey and whatever it is that we're sharing. And I got to thinking at one point that it is so true that being able to share with another person your problems, your struggles that you've been through and how you've gotten out of your your uh, your problems and your struggles is very important because we all need to share something. We all have something to share. And it's very it's very beautiful for me. This month coming up, I'm going to be celebrating 10 year sobriety, uh, June 20th. And I am very, uh, very thank nice. you, thank you, and I am very, very, very happy. And basically, I was talking to uh, to you, Andrew, a little bit earlier about fear. You know, I can go on and on and on about all the things that I've done during my time in alcoholism. You know, I can tell you things that can make you laugh. I can tell you things that can make you cry. I can tell you things that will make you think that I was a very stupid person <laughs> for for a long time. But, you know, I guess I, mean, I don't want to use the word stupid, just a very confused person in who I was and, you know, what I was, I was caught up in, which was, you know, just, uh, just the negativity in my addiction. Right. So anyway, um, it took a lot of years to want to, you know, find that courage to stop. I've always wanted to stop ever since I I knew that I had a problem. But the thing that kept me from getting on that journey into sobriety was fear. You know, I had my whole alcoholism had revolved around who I was, that I was actually scared to be somebody else. I I was scared to make changes. I was scared not to hang out with my buddies after work uh, to to drink. I was scared of not hanging out with family on family events and not drinking. I was scared of 
that radical change. But what does the program of Alcoholics Anonymous uh, say that if we want recovery, we want to change one thing, and that's everything. Right. And uh, that's uh, that was my fear. I mm-hmm. I actually remember after my third attempt and Kaiser addiction, still feeling a lot of fear. I rehabbed myself and I was still feeling a lot of fear, but something funny happened, you know, along the way, <laughs> you know, in, in my uh, rehabilitation center, I think I understood that I had needed to let go of this fear. And, you know, the rest of the time outside of my addiction center, I was striving to do things differently. I was, I, I did things, simple things like not drive down that same street where my liquor store, my favorite liquor store was at, uh, not to hang around with people who were actually not really helping me get any better. You know, I was doing so many things. I actually started wanting to go to meetings, even though I was scared. Everything in my life was about fear controlling me. I, I was scared of opening the mail, thinking that someone was going to come and take my house. I was scared of a phone call, thinking that someone wanted to uh, collect a debt. I was scared of everything. And when I started sobriety, I one of the most important things I, I ever did was seek out a sponsor. Not just a sponsor that that's going to hear me out, but an actually sponsor that was going to give me direction and one that I can connect with. You know, up until I started, you know, my sobriety, I was working on my third sponsor. My big advice to everybody is that pick out a, scon- a sponsor you can connect with. Don't brush one off because he's telling you truth, but pick one that you can connect with and it's going to help you. I was telling you, Andrew, that, um, you know, these past few weeks I've been at parties, you know, family parties, and it's just, you know, just very scary how. You know, there's so many people struggling with addiction, but they do not have direction. And mm-hmm. the right. reason they do not have direction is because they're 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 very scared. Uh, I have a uncle, the one who showed me how to drink, who passed away last year, and he was actually uh, laid to rest on the day of my birthday, my belly button birthday. And I got to thinking how just there's so many people who know they want to stop and they need to stop, but they're scared. And that is a very scary feeling. But, you know, once you connect with somebody, that fear goes away little by little. You know, I'm here 10 years later and um, I am happy, you know, with the person I've become with the changes I've made. Everything has been scary. I've actually titled every single year a different title in sobriety. The one year was a year of hope. I titled another year was a year of experience. The third year was a year of strength. Another year was a year of just shutting up and listening. Mm-hmm. You know, another year was a year of, of inner peace, you know, and I can go on and on. Cause you know, I continue to get to know, continually get to know myself in a different way as sobriety continues. And my message to people is that, you know, fear is never going to leave us. That's right. That's a wonder. That's a wonderful message. Fear is forget everything and run. And I want to thank you, Jose, for bringing that to a very critical topic up. And thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us today on healing addictions through God and through the programs of recovery. And there is not an addiction that can't be healed, or there can't be healings within addiction. So we uh, thank you for joining us. And my number again, if you need to talk, six zero two eight one nine. 0360. And if some guy named Bill answers, 
some people call me Bill, and but my real name is Andrew. So uh, please leave me a message. So fear, I uh, heard a story yesterday about a, uh, somebody who got three squares a day and was working out all the time and had uh, an area where he could uh, get together and he was reading a couple of books a month and writing, uh, uh, was writing a book and everything was fine, but he just couldn't stop complaining about being in prison. So he had all that time. And when we first met and talked, you talked about prison and some of the stories. However, towards the very end of your discussion about prison, you said you were in fear constantly. And you just, even though you thought you were in a pretty good group of guys and oftentimes referred to as a gang, you just were scared all the time. And it's hard to let go of that. So just give us a sense of what that kind because so few of us will ever know that, but we really need to hear that from you because our addictions can lead us to prison as yours did. Tell us a little bit about the fear in prison. You know, Andrew, you are confusing me with somebody else. Okay. Well, I stand corrected. Okay. That's one of our other brothers. So, well, tell us a little bit about your past before you got into the program of recovery. Okay. Uh, well, let me let me see if I can rescue myself because I am human. We're all in some kind of a prison of addiction. So, talk to us a little bit about your prison of addiction and your fears that you had while you were in the midst of your uh, your addictions. All right. See if I can rescue myself here. Uh, no, actually, to be honest with you, uh, you're going to rescue yourself, and I'm going to rescue you too. Oh my man, you're my man, Jose. Go ahead. That is actually a. I think it was you know, Vince. A, it was Vince. Right. <laughs> okay. Actually, that is, that is very true. You know that we're with that we we are held prisoners. We are held captive. You know we're enslaved. You know in in fear when we're caught up in addiction. Uh, I remember uh, just always thinking to myself that you know that I felt that I was confined to so many things because I was just so scared to going out and, and chasing that, that recovery, chasing that, that Jose before he started up in addiction. Um, it's very, very scary when you lose your coping skills and you're trying to get them back because you know, your my coping skills. Once I lost my God given coping skills were, was actually alcohol. That's why it was so hard to leave. Because when I was angry, I drank. When I was happy, I drank. When I had nothing going on, I drank. You know, if there was something going on in the world, I drank. You know, so I really did feel like a prisoner, a slave to my my addiction. And, you know, just fear was always rampant in me. But, you know, I'd like to talk to you about just fear in Recovery that, you know, the, one of the biggest fears in recovery for me was actually, you know, when I did my fourth step, you know, inventory, you know, going up uh, to the uh, st- step number seven, when we're going, going around and asking people for forgiveness. I was so scared because I told myself I hurt a lot of people in addiction. And uh, I felt that people did me wrong in addiction and I did not want to go out and ask people for forgiveness. It scared the gibby jibbies out of me. And I remember thinking to myself, I actually want to stop 
I, I don't want to go any further than this because if I felt fear, I'm feeling fear in a different way. But, you know, just to come and see that actually all the people who I did wrong, because, you know, it was mainly me doing people wrong. I know there's a few people that I did wrong, that did me wrong, but it was mainly me in addiction. And uh, when I went out and sought out my mom, uh, she said she was she that she would forgive me. All the friends who I did wrong, they forgave me. There's not one person who didn't forgive me, you know, and uh, and the fear started to go away. And, you know, and now going back to my sobriety in this journey, I understand that fear is never going to leave me. But I, I, I have that conscience. Uh, what's the word I want to use? I, I believe awareness. Yeah. yeah, I have that conscious awareness, you know, that nothing is so bad that it can't be fixed. Or if I can't fix it, like, you know, like the serenity prayer says, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage right. to change the things I can, right. and the wisdom to know the difference. Right. That's what I want everybody you know to uh, to understand that we're always going to have some kind of fear but at the end of the day i got people like like you andrew i got people like my sponsor i have co-workers i have people who if at one point liked me now they kind of now i can say that they actually love me because i've become such a good person because of the changes and the fear i had to set aside that i have become a good friend to, to a lot of people. And uh, that's why I'm also conscious about telling people about not being scared, you know, let God and let go. Right. That's, uh, that's how it is. I mean, we do have a chance to start over and we, we do become different people and we uh, do have an opportunity to put fear aside and to go and meet in new people in the brotherhood and different meetings different opportunities. We, we do have that chance and that's only come to us through this program of recovery. And, and we're very grateful for that. So we uh, got a little bit of a late start and I just had a notice that we've got about 10 more minutes while we're here on, on this uh, episode, Jose. So if we could take a few minutes and uh, on healing of addictions and just summarize what you've learned, and we'll schedule a Jose number three down the road, not six months down the road, but where we can get the full 45 minutes in. So the bottom line is we have a chance to recover. We have a chance to start over and talk to us about what your plans are for today is not to drink, but then how about down the road, your family, you talked about some of the issues with them and go ahead and then we'll close it up with a prayer. Oh, well, uh, Andrew, can I recite a quick story? Of course. Dr. Seuss. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Here it goes. One of my favorite stories is Dr. Seuss, Greed, Eggs, and Ham. <laughs> it right. sounds like a joke, but, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to paint a big picture. Okay. Green, eggs, and ham. You know, the cat in the hat, he would not try green eggs and ham on a table. He would not try green eggs and ham in a car. He would not try green eggs and ham on a hill. He would not try green eggs and ham in a train. Right. Basically, 
that story just really motivates me because isn't that us when when we were contemplating uh, going in our journey of sobriety and we don't want to try the program. We don't want to try uh, uh, giving it a sponsor a try. We don't want to try changing ourselves. But yet when the day comes and we do give ourselves a try, what happens? That we start to understand that I, that we do like sobriety. Uh, but it just we had to get over that mentality that we were not going to like it. So what happened to the to the cat in the hat? Right. You know, uh, once he took that little bite, you know what? The remainder of the story was that, you know what? He would try green eggs and ham on a table. He would try green eggs and ham in a car. He would try green eggs and ham on a hill. He would try green eggs and ham uh, on a train. So that's my my message to people that that I, for uh, the better part of 20 years, I did not want to try anything. Right. And uh, here I am working on my 10th year sobriety next month, God willing. And I'm happy that I gave myself the opportunity to try sobriety. You know, I've had so many good memories in addiction and I've had very terrible memories in sobriety. Right. But I would never trade any bad memory in sobriety for any good memory in addiction. Cause I like who I am right now. Right. I, I one time told myself that, uh, that everything that, that I've experienced so far, good or bad in sobriety is I'm at peace with. Yeah, exactly. No, I, uh, I've just begun hang, hanging with a couple of uh, new guys, about 12 guys. And it's the same thing, wherever you go, if you can find people that are, Dealing with their uh, addictions through recovery, they're all the same kind of people, and they are the best people. And I will say that over and over again. And I'm just, we just became the people we always wanted to be. And I'm working with a sponsee now, and his wife said, it's so nice to have the guy that I thought I married back. So uh, that was a wonderful Mother's Day gift she gave him just the other day. And but that's where it stands and that's where it is. And that's what we do here on Healing of Addictions. Uh, I'm Andrew O'Keefe. Our guest is Jose today. And we got a few more minutes to go. And and we're going to summarize by talking a little. Jose's going to take us out with the Lord's Prayer here momentarily. But we uh, I do want to say that uh, my number again is 602 Eight one nine zero three six zero. I am uh, Andrew O'Keefe, and I will uh, be available to talk with anybody and support in any way I can. Your efforts to if you want to get cleaned up yourself, that, that's fine. If you have a loved one, you're not sure what to do, I'll be glad to help in any way I can. And we've got a ton of resources that people don't understand. Wouldn't you agree, Jose? Some folks just don't understand what we have available to us and how good life can be. So we're going to wrap it up with that. And Jose, if you would uh, be kind enough to close us out with the Our Father, we'll thank you folks for joining us. And remember, miracles are just around the corner and there is healing of addictions. And Jose is going to take us out with the Lord's Prayer. Please, Jose. Thank you so much. Okay. Um... Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. 
So uh, there's going to be a song here that we're going to play at the end of the session of the end of the episode called Hold Fast. It's a song by Mercy Me. And it talks about if you're in trouble, hold fast. Help is on the way. Hold fast. He'll come to save a day. And he he will come for us. The Lord Jesus will come for us and rescue us. And whoever your higher power is, is on the way. And we do want you to know that. So thank you, Jose. Thank you, folks, for joining us. Again, I'm Andrew O'Keefe, number 602-819-0360. Thanks a lot. All right. See you shortly. You've been listening to Healing of Addictions on Spirit-Filled Radio. For more resources, come find us at spiritfilledmedia.org. That's spiritfilledmedia.org. You are listening to the Spirit-Filled Radio Network. How can we encourage you? So you're a big football fan, huh? Well, are you ready for some saintly football? Here's some play-by-play from a recent podcast guest, Alexis Walkenstein. This is the amazing part about the Saints. Yes, Catholics love Saints. We have this whole, like, it's a whole football team in heaven to get us to the end zone, right? It's like we have these helpers that have gone before us. Amen. For more great content, check out spiritfilledradio.org. Spiritfilled Radio is in partnership with the Roman Catholic Diocese of Orange in Southern California. SpiritFilledRadio.org It's the feeling you get when you see a familiar face in a crowd of strangers. It's the way the embrace of a loved one feels after a hard day. That feeling is comfort. And it's what we provide to families who turn to O'Connor Mortuary in their moment of need. More than just providing quality funeral service, we provide the necessary guidance and support to help Catholic families and people of all faiths and cultures process grief and heal their hearts. We are here to help every step of the way. For compassionate comforts in a time of loss, call O'Connor Mortuary in Laguna Hills. You can reach us at 949-581-4300. That's 949-581-4300. O'Connor Mortuary is a sponsor partner of Spirit-Filled Radio. If you're enjoying these podcasts, please consider supporting Spirit-Filled Hearts Ministry with a one-time or monthly gift. Spirit-Filled Hearts Ministry is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. We are only funded by generous donors who believe in our mission to evangelize.